Let me tell you a little bit about Built Bar. Built Bar, the makers understand flavor comes first. Uh, it's the mint brownie flavor. Their coconut chocolate is, I mean, it tastes just like a, which one has the nuts and mounds? Mounds don't. Uh, they're, they're really, really good, and they taste like candy bars. Now, here's the amazing thing, at least for me, is they're low-calorie, low-carb, high-in protein, high-in fiber, you're really going to love them. Right now, you can get Built Bar, save 15% at Built.com. That's Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15 on your first order and save 15% at Built.com. All right, final hour of the radio broadcast. We begin in just a few minutes, or just a few seconds, actually. Stand by. COVID vaccine nonsense of getting to 100% or we've got to wear masks all the time, especially in schools, has just got to stop because it's not based in science. I know they say follow the science. Okay, let's follow the science. It certainly doesn't lead you to your kids wearing masks. And if they're wearing the kind of mask that everybody is wearing right now, they're pretty useless anyway. So it's not really about the mask. It's about compliance. Well, here in Dallas, there is a Catholic school, the Catholic Diocese of Dallas Schools, and the diocese has said mask mandates for the elementary school. Uh, well, some parents started stepping up and saying, hey, can we just can we just define some things here? We just we need some parameters. Uh, then their kids were being threatened that they would have to uh, they'd be expelled from school. Uh, one dad was wrongly accused of uh, being at a, a rally in front of the diocese. He wasn't even there, but that didn't stop them from saying you uh, and your kid out of the school if you don't stop. And he said, well, I wasn't even there. We're going to get the full story from Greg Morris, a dad fighting the schools on the mask mandate here in Dallas, Texas in 60 seconds. So I got a note from uh, Marjorie. She wrote in about her dog's experience with rough greens. She said she had to put her uh, dog Rosie on a diet. Uh, I love these. I love especially really old little dogs that are just they could barely just uh, walk. Did you see the bird? Or was it a bird? Yeah, I think it was a bird that ate something that it, it ate something that was way too heavy uh, for it. And it 
Did you see this? And it couldn't stand up. It was just waddling around and <laughs> kept rolling over. It's hysterical. <laughs> anyway, I felt that way many times. Yeah, I have too. Yeah. I have too. But Rosie needed to go on a diet. Uh, cruel and unusual punishment, I know. Um, and she started putting rough greens on Rosie's food every day. With that, she doesn't seem to mind that she's on a diet. She loves the food. She loves rough greens. She's already lost eight of the 15 pounds she's supposed to lose so far. Now, I know what you're thinking, but I no, I'm not going to put rough greens on my food. Rough greens, not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on the dog food. Dogs love it. Chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and antioxidants. You will see a difference in your dog. Check out roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-GLEN-33. That's with two N's, or roughgreens.com slash Beck. So... Greg Morris is with us. How you doing, Greg? Doing great. How are you? Very good. Very good. Um, so tell me the story about start at the beginning. What what happened at the school? So the day before school started, we got a note from the Dallas superintendent of um, the diocese that said basically mask would be required. And we were shocked because going into the school year, they said that mask would not be required. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we started emailing people and said, you know, hey, can you just tell us, you know, how long will this last? Is there a policy to off-ramp the the mask? Yeah. Um, what are the metrics? What are the metrics? And we couldn't get anything back. So I started a, um, a change.org petition, and it started going out. We got about 1,500 signatures. So I want, I want to give the uh, – I'll read this because I think it's perfectly reasonable. Today, the Diocese of Dallas announced a policy that requires all students and visitors to all schools in the diocese to wear a mask. I feel this contradicts science. Governor Abbott, executive order, and also parents' choice. I want to first acknowledge vaccines are important, and they are the best defense against COVID-19. There's also not, there's nothing stopping students or visitors from wearing a mask. Just last week, President Biden's COVID-19 former advisor and top epidemiologist Michael Osterholm said, quote, we know today that many of the face cloth coverings that people wear are not very effective in reducing any of the virus movement in or out. Studies have shown the viral load in the Delta variant is much higher than the original COVID-19 strain that regular masks do not work. In addition, we know that students are not very good at wearing masks, which reduces their efficacy even more. There are examples all over the world that mask mandates just do not work. Most teachers will tell you that masks are distracting for the children and become a distraction in the classroom. I'm asking you to allow parents to make decisions for their families and follow science. Okay. Yeah. So I sent about two or three different emails and we got no response. And then finally, I think on the fourth email, the superintendent, Dr. Vericki, basically said, well, it's, a, it's clear we're going to uh, disagree. And that was basically the end of the discussion. And so um, I joined up with other parents from across the diocese and we started a, a website and a Facebook page. Um, and then we continued to write. And we basically then said, you know, we're not going to convince them that masks are ineffective and we're not going to debate the science. So what we said was, you know what, why don't we come up with a policy that is fair common sense and middle ground that most people can try to get behind on either side of the debate. And so I actually reached out to people that were pro mask and they actually thought it was fair. And so the policy that we basically came up with was said, 
if the hospitalization rate for our trauma service area, which is the DFW area, fell below 15% of COVID patients in the hospital for seven straight days, then masks could come off. But if it was over 15% for seven days, masks were on. So the analogy is, right, like the analogy is like, well, if it's going to rain, you got to wear your raincoat, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's all we said. And it said, if this is the policy, then like, or just have a policy. We didn't even care ultimately what the policy was. We just wanted to know. So we, uh, so we sent the policy and it was not even looked at or anything. And so, um, there was a couple of protests that were, um, scheduled. And so we had the protest and at one of the protests, somebody had a sign that said, stop the child abuse. Mm. And that frustrated the Bishop. And so I bet it did. Yeah. So I was called in with two other dads who were seen as the face of the opposition. And we were basically threatened that if we continued to try to advocate and communicate with the diocese and the bishop, that we would be removed. Um, our son would be removed from school. If you tried to continue to reach out to the bishop. Yeah. The bishop and the superintendent. Yeah. Because we knew that. Are the, you a Catholic? My wife is Catholic. I am not. Okay. And uh, my wife was actually the school nurse where my kids go to school. So it's not like we're doing this. Like, wow. Yeah. So they know who we are. She's a Eucharistic minister at the school and the, Holy the church. Cow. We volunteer. I've coached sports teams. So we know who they are. The other thing that we've tried to do is we've tried to not make this about the vaccine. We've tried to isolate people who are not part of the group that are, you know, kind of really fringe and, you know, want to go sure. crazy. We're trying to stay you know, in the middle and just ask for a policy. And then, so when they, you know, threatened to kick us out, I was, I mean, we were horrified. My wife was, you know, really upset. And I just said, you know, it sounds like, you know, we're being intimidated by the church. I said, I'm just curious, like, is this what Jesus would do? <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, and the, the priest that we met with said, no, you know, and I just said, you know, why are we, why are we being intimidated and, you know, asked to be kicked out? And they said, well, because of this protest. And I said, well, I wasn't at the protest. So does that make me guilty by association? And they said, well, yeah. And I said, you do understand the irony that I'm guilty by association for a sign that says, stop the child abuse <laughs> with the Catholic church. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, well, they said, well, well, and I said, look, I don't, I don't judge the bishop and the superintendent for, you know, I only judge them for their actions, right? And I said, I hope you would judge me for mine. And I said, this whole time I've tried to compromise and find middle ground because I said, the moment you say masks become optional, you're going to get just as much heat from the other side. So I'm trying to give you guys a policy that everybody can live with. So then that way, you know, it's fair to everybody and everybody knows what the expectations are. My thoughts are people can take bad news as long as you give it to them and you give it to them straight. Yep. I don't have a problem with with Facebook having their own rules, Twitter having their own rules. What I have a problem is they don't apply equally to everyone. Right. And if you just have a policy, then you know what to expect. And as long as it's applied equally uh, and fairly, then nobody has a problem. We all get along. That's right. That's right. You know, and so that's that's all we've asked for is is a policy since the beginning. So what happened after you said that? So they kind of left it in limbo. And so we left and I just said, you know, I, I, I like to understand what we've done wrong. I said, because all we've done is advocate for our, our child. Um, I've sent, you know, five or six emails um, that have been respectful and polite. And I said, tell me the area of the handbook that I violated. And uh, they couldn't. And so, you know, the next day um, I, they followed up with a thank you. And I'm like, Okay, like now what, you know, and then two days later, they called us back in and they said, you know, look, we talked to the superintendent and what we're trying to get to is a 
um, as a high vaccination rate for um, kids before we go mask optional. There's there's no vaccine for kids. Right. And nothing is approved for kids. Right. So I think what they want to do is stretch it out till where um, the vaccine is basically available for kids and then they'll go mask optional. What science are they following to get to kid vaccines? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, so what is the what 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 is their real intent, or what what is the the desire here? Is that are they really they really believe that the kids should have vaccines, or is there something else in play at play? Do you know? We we don't know, right? I mean, we we think that they're ultimately trying to get to where kids have to be vaccinated. I mean, we think that there's a pretty close relationship between you know, the Dallas diocese and, you know, the local county judge here in, in Dallas. So we don't know oh. what's going on there. Right. They're, they're very closely aligned. Um, so the local, the local county judge. So, you know, in, uh, in Texas, we have judges. They're not judges They're They are like the county executive everywhere else. Right. Um, and th- this guy in Dallas County, he is, uh, He's a hard ass. Yeah. He's well, and, ass. and what's crazy too is had they followed our policy, mask would now be optional. I mean, if you look at the the rates of COVID patients in the hospital, we're down to 9%. I mean, during the Delta spike, it was up to like 22, 23%, but now we're down to nine. The thing that's crazy too is that the Fort Worth diocese was mask optional the entire time. Houston has already gone back to being mask optional. Dallas is one of the only diocese in the state that is still requiring mask for elementary students. And middle school students. And I thought that was against uh, the governor's it uh, is. edict. But because it's a private institution, mm. you know, and so that's our whole thing, right? Is that, look, at the end of the day, you're, you're a private institution. You get to do what you want. But don't leave us in limbo. Just tell us what your policy is. And then I can decide for my family if I want to stay or if I want to go. The thing that's crazy is I get emails from parents that their kids are choosing not to wear their glasses because their glasses fog up during class. I don't. Whenever I have to wear um, a mask, yeah. someplace, I don't ever wear my glasses because I can't see because it always fogs up. Well, and think about the choice, right? You're choosing not to be able to see what you're being taught because you're wearing a mask instead. I mean, for a kid to have to make that choice, I mean, we're seeing personalities change with kids oh, yeah. when they come home. I mean, it's just it's amazing. So where do you go from here? So we're continuing to try to put, you know, pressure and try to have a conversation with what, the, what are the churches saying? Is the is your local church? I think the local churches are supportive, right? They I think that they're stuck in an uncompromising situation, right? We really like our school, we like our our church and you know, we know that they were put in a pretty vulnerable situation by the diocese to ask us to leave. Um so, you know, all we're asking wow. for is a policy so we can then decide if we want to keep our students in in school. The thing that's crazy, too, is there's parents that have have medical exemptions because their kids either have asthma, they've had PTSD, some kind of trauma, mm-hmm. and they're not acknowledging any um, medical exemptions. Basically, what they've said is, hey, if we're not meeting your needs, just go somewhere else. And I'm like, whoa, right. And I'm like, the, the Catholic diocese and the schools are a ministry to try to bring more people into the Catholic church. And uh but, you know, when you're just basically telling people like, hey, if you don't like our service, go somewhere else. I mean, it's just I just didn't think it was very, you know, Christian of them to do that. You know, 
Greg, I, I wish you luck. Thank you. I, I don't know how this one ends, but we'll be watching. Yeah. Is there anything that people can do to help you? Yeah, so we've we've created a website. It's uh, parentsofdds.com. Um, you know, we're looking for, you know, donations and try to continue to just get the words out there. You know, we would ask people to continue to write the bishop and the superintendent. You know, the big thing is be respectful, um, be polite. You know, at the end of the day, whatever ends up happening, there's still going to be our bishop and there's still our superintendent. And we want to work with them. We don't want this to be confrontational, right? We want to just find common sense, middle ground approach that, you know, is fair that everybody can live with. Parents of DTS.com, which I, I mean, I don't know why you're involving the dentists in this, but uh, <laughs> parents of DDS.com is where you can go. Thank was, you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. God I bless. Appreciate it. You bet. Good luck. Uh, everything is upside down in, in our schools. And honestly, you're trying to figure out what is being taught, uh, how it's being taught, who's teaching your kids. The most important thing you can remember is you are the most important teacher in your child's life. And we have abdicated our responsibility in too many ways. Um, there is the bad news is the schools are way off course way off course the good news is it's it's forcing us back to being our our kids teachers there are um, books that can help you and one of these things uh, one of these books is the Tuttle Twins books I can't stress enough how important it is to arm your kids and plant these ideas deep inside of them because they're not going to hear it any place else the Tuttle Twins books they teach about free economics uh, they teach about um, uh, liberty why our Constitution works why a free market works what the Bill of Rights are it they teach uh, they teach some of the greatest works uh, you know that that help found our country and they teach them a way like road to serfdom in a way that you can understand, your kids can understand, and actually enjoy it. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. Get the uh, discount. They're having 35% off on all of the books. Plus, they're giving away the activity workbooks at no additional cost. It's a big discount off the normal price. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. fascinating too that this is happening in a private school you know this is people are flooding into private schools right now and realizing you know what yes i hate paying taxes and paying tuition but it's worth every penny if you can manage it uh that's what people have made you know i've made that choice all over the country especially through covid because you know mask mandates and continual cancellations and if you're working and you find out oh well little bobby who was in you know the class of my child tested positive or had a exposure and we're gonna have to close the classroom for two weeks that's not something that a parent who's working can can manage at least not easily so people are saying you know what let's go to a private school where they can have the freedom to make their own choices and even that's being overruled by the government and in some cases as we're seeing here um you know by the school itself 
but that is uh, that, that I will say tons of people who have moved that way to private school to homeschooling. Homeschooling is exploding. through the roof. Yeah. Exploding. Um, also this sort of I guess you in some ways say it's almost in between like a pod sort of situation where it's not homeschooling. I like the pod situation. Yeah. So the concept there, and you, I haven't, I have not done this with my kids, but I know a lot my of parents, grandkids have done it. Yeah. So basically instead of having like a typical homeschool situation where it's parents with kids, you have maybe hire a teacher and have five or six kids from the neighborhood kind of come over to the house every day with the teacher and they still have go through a normal classroom experience just at the house in a smaller environment. And a lot of people went to that approach during COVID because of all of the hassles associated. Uh, and it's better than distance learning, obviously. You have someone who's there and can actually help the kids um, as opposed to, you know, teachers, many of them did the best that they could with that situation, particularly in the end of 20, the 2020 school year. When you get into 2021, you know, it gets to be ridiculous. I think everybody so, understood there was going to be some uh, learning going on in March and April of 2020, right? We mm-hmm. get it. It's a new thing. We don't know what's going on. Right. Once we learn, okay, well, this doesn't seem like it's affecting kids really at all. I mean, you know, yes, it's possible for a kid to get sick, but the odds are so low. It is not a risk that you can even quantify. Yeah, you can't. It's so, it's such a small risk. So then you get into that situation where, you're trying to basically manage grandparents' health by not letting kids go to school. But even if they get the vaccine, they could still be a carrier. They could. I mean, it's definitely cut down yeah, by but, about eight times. But still, but still, you don't know. No, you never know. And that's the thing. I think we all, like, I think this is where this ends, right? We have to get to a place. And I think we're here in Texas, for the most part, with the exceptions that you just uh, listened to. But places like Texas, Florida have come to a point where, okay, we know there are tools to fight back against this. We have to get to a point where we're comfortable with the risk associated with everyday life. And if we don't get there, then we don't have a society. So we got to get there. How do we get there? We have a lot of tools now. We have really good treatments. If you don't like the vaccine, there are a lot of really effective treatments out there. Um, You can pick whichever one you want and you believe is the right one. But there are many now approved by mainstream science. You don't have to go into some weird Chris Cuomo-esque herbs and spices <laughs> cure to get yourself for, for some treatment here. Um, there, we have new things that are coming out right now that look promising as well. Um, that looks like they're about to be approved. So there's tons of different options, even if you don't like the vaccine. Vaccine's there as well if you do like it. Natural immunity is there. If you have that, there's so many different things now. We are at a point where these things are completely ridiculous. And to throw on top of all of the things we just discussed, you have N95 masks as well, which are much more effective uh, than the crap cloth ones that they keep telling us to use. In Chicago, you have lost a third of the police force on a sick out today because they do not want the mask mandate. A third of the police force. Vaccine mandate. Yeah, this vaccine mandate. Yeah. Back program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, okay. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So many mandates, so little time. Um, American Financing, there is time to make a positive impact on your budget before the end of the year. Last hour, I talked about the banks and regulation that is coming. It is vital 
that you go back and listen to that on the podcast today. Truly vital. Um, you will understand why I have such urgency on, please, if you're going to get a mortgage, now is the time to get it right now. If you want to refi, do not wait. Do it right now. You want to get rid of all of those high interest credit cards. Do it right now. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440. It's 800-906-2440. Call American Financing. Spend 10 minutes on the phone. Just see if they can make a difference in your finances, but do it right now. AmericanFinancing.net. Stephen Crowder, Mark Levin, Glenn Beck, Pat Gray, Stu Does America, all available as part of your Blaze TV subscription at blazetv.com slash Glenn. As we told you yesterday, it will be Slate Tuesday uh, today. And I'm just saying it. I've got a couple of stories, but we also have some other things we didn't get to today. We didn't get to the Christopher Steele interview by ABC on Hulu. And uh, it's it's pretty amazing. First of all, it's on Hulu, but it was done by ABC. So was that done because ABC knows nobody's watching ABC anymore? Everybody's watching Hulu? Or was that done because... Uh, ABC, somebody had a spine and said, this is just a veiled threat. This isn't even disguised as news anymore. Uh, Put it on Hulu. I I don't know. Um, But here's what happened. Christopher Steele, ABC. I'm prepared to accept that not everything in the dossier is 100% accurate. I have yet to be convinced that that is one of them. Christopher Steele is free to believe whatever he wants. But if Christopher Steele wants other people to believe that he's believable, he needs to show us what evidence he has to support his belief. So you stand by the dossier? I stand by the work we did, the sources that we had, and the professionalism which we applied to it. Today, do you still believe that that tape exists? I think it probably does, but I wouldn't put 100% certainty on it. So how do you explain if that tape does indeed exist, it hasn't been released? Well, it hasn't needed to be released. Why not? Because I think the Russians felt they'd got pretty good value out of Donald Trump when he was president of the US. Anything you believe you got just wrong? The interview I gave to Mother Jones. That was a mistake? I think so, yeah. But not the P-tape, not Michael Cohen in Prague, not Carter Page. None of those things, to my mind, have been disproven. They may not have been proven. And we may be well hear more about those things as we go forward. I don't think this book has finished by a long shot. (laughs) He goes on to say he goes on to say that these things will be kept secret as long as Donald Trump doesn't run again. Mm. Hmm, That sounds like a threat. Right. uh, That's interesting. I mean, you know, look, the the P-tape can't be disproved. That's why it's great. If you're if you if you're looking for an, a, a a political attack against someone, you you give you put something out there that can't possibly be disproved. 
How could right. we pause? We don't have a tape of every moment of Donald Trump's life. Therefore, we don't know whether he did these things. There is but- a tape I've heard. There mm-hmm. is a tape of Joe Biden um, while in bed with Jill. Uh oh. Peeing. Now, <laughs> into a depends, but it was it was into a depends. Yeah. But and we can't <laughs> prove it one way or another. But I'm telling you, Russians could have it. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. and like, that's just the typical thing. The Michael Cohen in Prague thing is different in that, like, he has he had a decent amount of evidence. Now, Michael Cohen is one of the least trustworthy people in the history of people. So I, anything a lot of he says, yeah, but I mean, my understanding of that particular thing is that he was, he, there's no evidence he was even in Prague for that meeting hmm. at any point around there. And he said he had never been there. And I don't think that anyone ever came up with evidence showing the opposite. And, you know, there's been so many accusations, perhaps I'm forgetting something, but I don't recall no. anything. No. That one seemed to pretty much disproven. Yes, it was. It was. There's, there's a ton that, that whole thing has been disproven or was just like a rumor, like the P-tape. And the Carter and Carter Page, you had Carter Page on multiple times. Oh, yeah. No. It, and he looks like he really got screwed in this thing. Oh, big time. Big time. And they're doing it to others. I mean, I told you that, you know, if they're going to do this to the White House and to the president, they'll do it to anybody. But they are. We know now that they are violating all kinds of FISA restrictions they're not they're not even giving the Pfizer restrictions a second glance now. They're just telling the courts, yep, it's it's all filled out and the courts are going along with it. I mean, there is there is nothing stopping the FBI from spying on any American right now. It's it's bad. Mm. It's bad. And so why did George Stephanopoulos do this interview? Christopher Steele has been debunked by the FBI well, By the FBI. But weren't you? I mean, I was still interested in hearing what he was going to say. I, I don't. No, I you wouldn't. wouldn't. You wouldn't do the. You wouldn't take the interview with Christopher Steele. I would totally uh, not, want you to take that interview. Throw, not and throw softballs. Well, no. I would yeah. want you to ask tough questions. Yeah. Though, I mean, I, he did push him a little bit, saying, "Hey, look, all this stuff seems to be disproved." Now, seems to be. He I let, could give you the documents. Yeah. No, I know. You've covered it uh, yeah. much, much more yeah. closely, I'm sure, than Stephanopoulos. But I don't think taking the interview is a problem. I was interested to hear what he was going to say. It's about time somebody held him accountable for what happened there. But they didn't. See, look, here's here's the thing. Can I go back to, I listened to a speech from 1961 from John F. Kennedy, and it has just been so powerful. Listen to what he says uh, to the the press in 1961 about their responsibility. Precedent nature of this challenge that also gives rise to your second obligation, an obligation which I share. And that is our obligation to inform and alert the American people, to make certain that they possess all the facts that they need and understand them as well, the perils, the prospects, the purposes of our program and the choices that we face. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program. For from that scrutiny comes understanding. And from that understanding comes support or opposition. And both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration. But I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence. Listen 
in the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. So they, they don't want to fully inform us. Look at what's happening with the masks. Give me full information on the masks, Stu. Give me the just off the top of your head. Give me the full information on the masks that every American should know. If you would like to have a mask that actually does something, you should use an N95 mask. They're now available all over the place. Every Lowe's, every Home Depot has them. You can pick them up there. Yeah, but what about the cloth masks? Cloth masks seemingly do very little. They may provide a very minor uh, improvement in the spread if everybody wears them properly, which they never do. And uh, the surgical masks? Surgical masks would be in between a slight improvement uh, over the cloth mask, but nowhere near. And if I am wearing my glasses and they continue to fog up, am am I using my mask right? Is that, I mean, is that sealing me off? Yeah, probably not. I mean, can it provide a a slight amount of protection possibly, but not a panacea? Are there governments all over the world that have done mask studies that have come to the conclusion that masks are really not an effective form. Most of the studies show very little to no benefit from wearing them. Okay. Most of the studies. Are you hearing that anywhere on the mask debate? Why is it that the, 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 the media is not informing us? They are not giving us the options. They're not giving us the information that we need to be an informed citizen to make decisions because they no longer feel like John F. Kennedy just felt where he said, I trust the American people. They don't trust you. They didn't trust you on day one with the masks. They told you that masks were ineffective. Don't wear them. And I said to you, then why are they trying to rush all of the masks to the hospitals if they don't work? Okay. The reason was they didn't trust you to do the right thing, to say first responders should have them first. Now, that's when we knew nothing about this. And I know lots of people that had masks that brought them, we did, brought them to the hospital, brought them to the local clinics and said, here, you, you need masks, here's masks. They don't trust you. They don't think that you're smart enough to, to be informed So why inform you? Why confuse you with all of this crazy stuff when they can just tell you what the truth is? They'll just tell you what to do. Well, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. That's why we're having this problem. That's why a third of the police are walking out on their jobs today in Chicago. Imagine being in Chicago in an inner city inner city Chicago. No, thank you. They're walking off the job because it doesn't make sense. So much of this doesn't make sense. Just the secret flights that are going in and out of our, of our uh, country at night are secret flights that we found out yesterday. Biden is, is shipping illegals and, and, and illegals that are here without their parents, without anyone, they're unaccompanied and they're being shipped from the border in the middle of the night to Miami, to Florida, to New York. Why? It, first of all, it, they're illegals. 
Why are you shipping them in the middle of the night? Because you don't want anybody to see it. Because you don't trust the American people. You think they'll make the wrong decision and say, that's wrong. They also probably don't want the images of these kids coming off without masks. Because I can guarantee you they're most likely not wearing masks on those flights. Even though you have to wear a mask. You have to be vaccinated, but they don't have to be vaccinated. They don't even need a COVID test. Let me ask you, how does any of this make sense if it is actually about COVID? It doesn't. The only logical answer is it's not about COVID. It's about them telling you what is true. Killing debate. One last thing from John F. Kennedy. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed and no republic can survive. I tend to believe him. I think he is exactly right. And perhaps that is the end game. Terry lives here in Texas. He writes in about his experience with a relief factory. He said, I struggled with pain for quite a while. My lower back, up and down my legs. I'd heard about relief factor and finally decided to give it a try. He said, within a couple of weeks, I was quoting, totally pain-free. It's incredible to me how many people I've told about relief factor. It just made such a huge difference in my life. I think it could help a whole bunch of other people, too. So I tell them, thank you, thank you, thank you for Relief Factor. Terry, I know how you feel. Even if I wasn't doing a commercial for him, I'd be telling everyone who would listen uh, because Relief Factor has changed my life, changed my life. The way it helped me get out of pain, get my life back, I have passed it on to my friends and my relatives. It's Relief Factor. 70% of the people who try it go on to buy more because it works for them. Try the three-week quick start trial pack for only $19.95. It's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Mm. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. Uh, glad to have you here. We're just talking about mandates. Uh, I am against mandates, but if the government would want to mandate whiskey or bourbon, I might have to fold. I might. I I don't want to be an extremist. You know no, what I mean? you would. You need to comply. Yeah, that's one you'd comply with. It and would it, be. And to be fair here, the the government went out and banned liquor for all those years back in the day. We've mm. never really made up for that. We haven't, you know, we I'm owe thinking it to a, the distillery. Yeah, I think a, uh, you know, I think it's only fair mm-hmm. um, in a non-distributed, uh, redistributive way uh, okay. <laughs> to uh, uh-huh. to the alcohol industry to mandate whiskey shots. Maybe a couple of times, maybe two, two whiskey shots every, you know, a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> a few minutes. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I I'd be for even the uh, the whiskey shots for kids, you know, couple, really couple of weeks. It probably makes, cures something. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a doctor, but yeah, they'd go to sleep. It would uh, cure all the crying, you know, all the 
<laughs> this now, is it might cause some other problems. There might be, you know, yeah. some shortages later, you know, or uh, the supply chain may not get back <laughs> to uh, where it should be quickly enough. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I say we don't even think about it. Let's just blindly obey. How much regret is there in your life for becoming an alcoholic too early too early i mean yeah, i peaked too early you did you peaked too early on yeah, this I did. one because this is really the golden age i mean there's craft breweries and craft distilleries no, 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 no. i don't even over. think about it that way there's so many things to escape from no <laughs> so many thoughts to escape from. so you're saying you... you would use alcohol in an unhealthy way you would not use it to moderation you would just use it to erase oh, memories no, there's not a <laughs> yeah yeah just to erase the pain of the day right yeah you jump that's right into it, hiding from honestly life. guys that's what it's for you're misusing it okay <laughs> if you're just drinking it for rec recreational purposes there are things that huh. taste better than that that's true. You I will agree I mean? with you on that. And uh, I mean, every kid that I, you know, I try to get to taste alcohol, they'll <laughs> taste it at first and they'll go, no, wait, no, I didn't say. Uh, but honestly, when you first right. taste alcohol, you're it's like, terrible. Ick, this is awful. Okay. When you say something is an acquired taste, that means it doesn't taste good. Yeah, right. Right. You don't need to acquire right. the taste for ice cream. So, it's just good. Exactly right. So let's drop the pretense. It is only to escape something. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much to escape. There right is. Now. There is. Mm -hmm. You know, there is. Every single school board meeting you have to go to, you're going to wish you had your bourbon with you. Every parent today should be walking around with a glass of red wine. <laughs> At all times. I know I did, that one at, might already be happening. Yeah. I'll say. <laughs> at all times. Yeah. Uh, and always filled. There should be some, I don't know, maybe we get the postal workers to do this. Follow around every, I mean, because they're already doing it. Follow around every adult and then just keep, you know, topping off the wine glass. <laughs> there are worse uses <laughs> of federal resources. My uh, tax dollars, I would be kind of happy about that. Kind of happy. Let's mandate it. This is the Glenn Beck Program.